The Deep Analysis Podcast, in association with the Information Coalition. Hello and welcome back to the Deep Analysis Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be looking at the HP Autonomy Acquisition. Well, this is a topic that's pretty close to my heart. Uh, When I started as an industry analyst back in the late 90s, there was a company called Autonomy in the UK that was making a really big splash. It appeared to have reinvented um, the search industry. That was sort of the claim, really, that it had an advanced tool using Bayesian uh, methodologies, and it was called IDLE. The company was in the newspapers, it was growing fast, it was really the hot tech topic in the UK and actually in Europe as a whole. The firm actually IPO'd just a couple of years later in 98 and through the next number of years it made many, many acquisitions. Um, Some of them quite large, many of them small, but many of them indeed. Zantaz, Verity, Interwoven and uh, For a firm that was very highly acquisitive, it was actually buying firms in some cases that were themselves highly acquisitive. In a short period of time, the company had essentially acquired something like 35 to 40 different products. The deals just kept on coming and coming. But right from the beginning, many eyebrows were raised. Now, I'm not a financial analyst. I'm an industry. I'm a technology analyst. So the numbers did look a little odd to me. It seemed to be growing way beyond anything I could track. But really, my interest was in the technology itself, in the growth of this product called Idle and all the acquisitions the firm was making. The claim was that everything Autonomy acquired was being rapidly integrated together via Idle. In some cases, it was literally a matter of weeks before a press release would come out saying, this new technology was now integrated via Idle. And this raised my eyebrows and many others' eyebrows, frankly, because integration can mean many, many things. But the one thing it usually means is a lot of time and effort. And it can take a firm the size of Oracle years to fully integrate, if ever, an acquired technology stack. So we just couldn't really understand how it was done. We couldn't really see where the growth was coming from, where these huge deals were being made. And in fact, uh, other industry analysts had their doubts, or at least some did. Um, Leslie Owens, now at MIT, then with Forrester, Nick Patience at 451, um, all published uh, reports questioning what on earth was going on with autonomy. And including myself here, we all had multiple run-ins with autonomy itself. Uh, Run-ins that questioned and even threatened our research on occasions. Any critique, no matter how valid, was considered a major slight and indeed inflammatory and would typically result in an angry, somewhat heavy-handed email from the firm or, in some cases, uh, direct showdowns on the phone. Our critiques were always factually inaccurate, and yet no accurate or alternative facts, as we might to say, were ever offered. The message was clear, just don't criticise us. But there were also financial analysts, most notably Paul Morland, a UK city analyst at the time, 
who raised major concerns about what he perceived to be accounting irregularities. Yet, despite his, and I guess to a lesser extent our red flag waving, no less than 15 legal and accounting firms that were advising on the sale of autonomy failed to take any notice whatsoever of those flags. So, a couple of years prior to autonomy finding a buyer, Morland published research that included the following. Buyout deals, of which autonomy did many, were often used as smokescreens. He added, acquisitions combined with created accounting can create impressive track records on paper. He said elements of its cash flow were a potential cause for concern and that there are ways in which revenue can be recognised twice, but cash is collected just once. So you'd have thought nobody would have touched them. But as I said, 15 firms alone were happy to ignore all of those concerns and take the company out for a sale. After first pitching the sale to Oracle, um, who quickly declined, Autonomy then approached HP. And to everyone's amazement, everyone who covered or followed Autonomy, the deal not only went through, but actually sold for a staggering $8 billion. Many, many times more than anyone would have valued the firm at. Indeed, HP later said that the firm was, in their opinion, actually worth less than a quarter of what they paid. So within days of the deal being announced, I and some others received anonymous packages of information providing great detail on alleged fraudulent practices at the firm. Now, neither I nor the other analysts um, are private investigators or lawyers. So in my case, at least I did the only thing I thought I could do and passed the information to the authorities in the US and the UK and pretty much closed the door on it. Well, shortly after the deal went through anyway. And uh, then things really started to implode. Within a few months, HP had fired their own CEO, Leo Apotheker, who had pushed through the deal, and they'd fired Mike Lynch, Autonomy's founder. And HP quickly cried foul. Lawsuits and countersuits were filed. And then that brings us to today. So 2009-2010 period to today, 2018. These things take a long time to drag through. But a couple of weeks ago in San Francisco, the former CFO of Autonomy, Sushivan Hussein, was found guilty of 16 counts of fraud related to the deal. Now, despite this, the tech sector, knowing the history, what happened, seeing the fraud charges and the convictions, remains really divided on the case. And I think this is quite worrying, but uh, let's say the world is divided into two camps. Um, some say that it was all HP's problem, should have known what they were buying, and that autonomy was scapegoated. Others, and I guess I put myself in this camp, say that HP did do a terrible job of the acquisition. There's no getting away from that. But that doesn't excuse criminal activities by the seller. So what went so terribly wrong? Was this a one-off? I mean, is there anything we can learn from the debacle? Well, clearly many things went wrong. Most fundamentally, HP and its auditors did a terrible job of their due diligence exercise. There were plenty of red flags, and from the trial now, we know that it wouldn't have taken much effort to uncover enough concerns to walk away quickly. 
HP's paid a heavy price for that, and few would argue that though there was already trouble at HP prior to the deal, the autonomy debacle was pretty much the ruin of them and precipitated the breakup and decline in value of HP. Putting that aside though, we have to ask the question why autonomy got away with it for so long. There's so many red flags were ignored. Few who knew autonomy, including many of its employees, believed the story that was being told by its senior management. The technology was far from the best. Customers and partners struggled to use it, and in many cases simply abandoned it. Morale within the firm was at rock bottom. But here's the rub. The technology sector has long believed it just doesn't have to run by the same rules as everyone else. It's a sector that revels in the perceived ignorance of those outside of it. Now, autonomy is the biggest tech acquisition disaster I've encountered, but it's far from the only one. Many deals are questionable. Some due to the accounting, many more down to the use of open source or stolen code in allegedly proprietary software. Now, this was on a massive scale, but it was far from a one-off. All that being said, though, I think we can learn a number of things of value from this tragic episode. Uh, Maybe the most important one being, as Flavor Flav famously said, don't believe the hype. Tech thrives on hype. Currently, we're embroiled in the hype around AI, blockchain and even quantum computing. Now, all are true technology breakthroughs. But the real world beyond Silicon Valley is complex. It's huge. It's slow to shift. Implementing any new technology is hard. Getting measurable business benefits from it is even harder. I think we need as an industry to take a reality check. Sure, AI, blockchain and even quantum computing are important technologies. But the adoption cycles and the huge revenues that they claim to generate, they're going to take a long time. Moreover, some things that are exciting today will be just a commodity tomorrow. The next shiny thing will make a new investor rich, but a lot of others will struggle to ever get a return on that investment. The irony is that though I was always hugely sceptical of autonomy and its claim around idle, it wasn't all bad. There was some great thinking behind it. The firm had, intentionally or not, acquired some good products and good people in its growth practice. Like iManage, 8020, Meridio, Cardiff, Verity. Had stupidity and greed not taken over? And HP or even Oracle had in fact bought autonomy for the 1.6 billion it probably really was worth. A good deal could have been made. Jobs saved, nascent technologies fostered, and established technologies continue to flourish. Don't believe the hype. Take a step back from the shiny and consider how in the real world it will be really used and adopt. The dot-com years are gone and good riddance to them. There's more than enough money to still go around. But until we stop over-hyping ourselves, good firms will die and bad deals will be made. Well, thank you for listening to the Deep Analysis Podcast. If you've got any thoughts on this podcast or others you'd like to hear, then just drop us a line at info at deep-analysis.net. Until the next time, bye.